Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Beyond the Fairways. With PGA Tour professional Jay Delsing and hosted by four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Now, it's Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions, along with Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Our guest coming up should be a lot of fun. A.J. Crouch in studio, and he is on the Corn Ferry Tour. We're going to talk about life on the Corn Ferry Tour. Looking forward to this. Great seeing you, Jay. Danny, great to be with you as always. And you know what? We've said this uh, numerous times, and I can't wait to hear AJ's opinion on this, but there are great players right now playing on the on the Corn Ferry Tour. We just don't know who they are. They're future Hall of Famers. They're future Ryder Cup stars, and they just haven't had the opportunity yet, but they're getting there. So that's the question I want to ask him. What's the difference between these guys that are shooting lights out on the Corn Ferry, and then they look up and they're saying, I'm not on the PGA Tour. What What is the difference? I want to ask him, but I'm curious about your response. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, Danny, it's just opportunity. You know, sometimes they're early in their career, and because of the way the system is, you've got to go through the Corn Ferry to get yourself on the PGA Tour. Listen, the reason that the Corn Ferry is the way that it is and there's no qualifying school to get you directly onto the PGA Tour anymore is the statistics – uh, showed us all that if you went through a year of Corn Ferry, you would have had a much better chance of playing well on the PGA Tour than a guy that went through a week of qualifying school tournament. What's interesting, too, is that you worked with AJ, and it was in particular with the short game. We're going to talk about that in our tip segment, but what did you take away in, in seeing him up close and working with him? Oh, first of all, he's a great young man. I, I really enjoy uh, just spending time with him, but I just see a lot of raw Danny, you know, um, I, I guess told, that's the other part of the tour, too. It's, it's, so many of these guys are raw and not refined diamonds in the rough. Exactly. And no, no question about it. I mean, I think the kid drips with talent. I don't I don't think I don't think the issue is talent. I think, believe it or not, Danny, I believe it's probably a little structure. I think he needs a little structure in his thinking. I think he needs a little structure in his practice. And, and so that when he goes out, there's a purposeful objective to what he's trying to accomplish. And when I you know, he asked my opinion. I didn't just, you know, throw it at him. I said, I think this is something that will really help you. And and I said, when I was able to accept that, I got better much quicker. And it also gave me something, Danny, to hang my hat on. I knew I could go out and try to do this 
work on this and try to improve on this, you know, every day. Is short game the number one reason why players either make it or they don't make it? I don't know if it's, I would say, you know, because I encompass uh, putting in with the short game. And so, I I, I mean, it is the, I tell people it's the glue um, for your game. And what I mean by that is if you have a bad round and you have a good short game, you can save a few strokes. If you have a decent round and you have a good short game, it makes it better. If you have a great round and you have a good short game, it's going to make that better. There's no negative side to having a great short game. And if you look at Tiger, one of the things that comes to mind to me about Tiger Woods is that, A, Danny, he never gave up on anything. He was Ever. fully committed and fully enthralled, whether it's a 60-foot putt for a 10, which I'm sure he had a few of those, or it's that I'm going to make a f- four birdies in a row and win the tournament. He was completely in, and it was just amazing to, to watch him. So we're going to talk about tips with the short game coming up, also innovations in golf, the mental side, which I'm sure we're going to get into uh, with AJ. Also, the PGA Tour has to stop at the Rocket Mortgage Classic Detroit Golf Club in Detroit, Michigan. We'll get into our picks of the week, and all that is coming up. It's Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. It's time for the Beyond the Fairways Player Profile. Let's get back to Jay and Dan. Beyond the Fairways is presented by Darty Business Solutions. As we mentioned in studio, A.J. Crouch, who is part of the Corn Ferry Tour, and he's on his second year on the tour. And, uh, A.J., thanks for coming in studio. We yeah, appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad to be here. This is uh, You guys must have been struggling if you're going to find the 120-ranked dude on the Corn Ferry Tour. We no are struggling. We love it. We're totally glad joking. you're here. We also know uh, that you're inside the top 1,000 in the official world golf rankings. Yeah, I and think I'm better than Tiger now, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and you're heading in Not a many different direction. Say that. yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Right, yeah, kicking Tiger's ass in the world rankings. Oh, yeah. But, so, AJ, so one of the things that I think people really find interesting is just life on the tour. This is your second year. Let's take us through how, you know, professional golf uh, came about for you, because I know you played at University of Florida. Yeah, so I, I grew up, I was just kind of always a good athlete who played a lot of sports, good athlete who could play golf. And I got to Florida and I kind of lost my game for a little bit and ha- had to figure it out. So I kind of took a little longer, late bloomer. Um, hopefully I haven't bloomed yet, but uh, I'm starting to figure it out. And, and these guys are good, man. Oh, yeah. Like 
If you come out to to watch this this tournament, which is an hour and a half away from from St. Louis, you're in Springfield, yeah, coming Springfield, up. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're going to see guys that are going to be on the PGA Tour next year. They're going to be future major champions, Ryder Cuppers. So there's a lot of talent, and and uh, it's it's tough to compete against. Them. Where are you from? Did you grow up in a warm weather area that I, allowed you to play golf? I, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Um. So yeah, I was, you know, and and really didn't get to travel across the whole country. So, so kind of adapting to different courses, different styles of, you know, like, like the grass here and, and stuff. It, it's all, it's all kind of coming and hitting me pretty quick and having to uh, adjust. And, you know, that's not an easy thing. I mean, so, so when you played in Jacksonville, Jacksonville is interesting because it's a Northern part of Florida. So you do get seasons up there, right? So you definitely get some cold. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely get cold weather and like the dormant Bermuda rough and, and all that stuff. So that's kind of what I grew up playing on and uh and kind of when once i started getting to these other parts of the country i'm like wow this the the shots that i i grew up hitting that that's not how you're supposed to do it out here so as you kind of saw the other day jay but uh yeah so i'm having to learn learn all that stuff and kind of try to get all the shots that that requires you to get to the next level and succeed what is the most challenging part that you've that you mentioned so far. I mean, we're talking about a hotel every night, a, a different golf course that you may or may not have seen before. Sleeping in your car? What are you doing? Sand, yeah. you, know, you know, all of this stuff. I Restaurants, mean, DoorDash. I mean, you're, you're nailing it. Everything's different. It's it's not like you're, you know, someone sees a score and they're like, oh, you know, that's, that's my home course. I could have shot this. But, you know, we're out here. It's like this is the first time we've seen the golf course. We're sleeping in a bed we don't know. We got off the course last night at nine because there was a weather delay. So we had to go get fast food for dinner and four hours of sleep and come back the next morning at five fifteen. Right. So there, there's just a lot of stuff where it's, you've got to be the best to, to kind of, uh, succeed at, at this level. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you have the body and the mind component. You've got to take care of your body. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're young, man. So hopefully you're not dealing with the aches and pains like Danny and I are, but I, I can feel it coming, but you, you know, the, the game takes its toll. The modern game, especially that's that story's yet to be told because you guys hit it so hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, what does that do and, and, and how does that play out on our bodies? And then you think about your mental side, AJ. So like you said, we got a rain delay. I'm hanging out the course. We don't know if I'm going to go out and play two more holes, no more holes, 10 more holes. And then I've got to turn around, give myself something to eat. I got to take care of what needs to be taken care of and try to get some sleep and be ready to go. I mean, it's 7 a.m. because it's ball in the air at 7. Yeah, no, that's what happened to me last week. I, I had a great first round. Had about four hours, four hours of sleep. Came back, and you know, body doesn't feel quite the same when you wake up at four thirty in the morning. And, and I and I had a bad swing, made a bogey, and boom, miscut. You're going home. Yeah. I would imagine that you guys watch the PGA and you say, "I can be that guy. I'm not that far away." And you talk internally about that, like your buddies, and you say, uh, "What what gets you over the top? What's getting you over the top?" So when you compare the Corn Ferry to the PGA, and you're not far away at all. What are the guys saying that this is the difference between us and them? Yeah, there, there really, there really isn't much. I mean, you've got the like elite players, you know, the top, top thirty guys out there, where you're just like, wow, that that's different. But then you see some of the, you know, the the players on the PGA Tour who, you know, they're kind of middle of the pack or, or, or bottom of the pack, and you're like, man, this this guy that I played with last week, that he he would take him to the to go to wear yeah, him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, the talent level is not too far off and it's just kind of a matter of guys putting it together at the right time 
AJ, it's a, and Danny, it is a deep, deep pool of talent on 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 the Corn Ferry Tour, and it it takes a break here or there, or you know, or or something unfortunate to happen to someone who's just a shot or two ahead of you, and a little bit of you sprinkle a little confidence, AJ, along any of you guys. And it can change the game. Is that the mental side then, Jay, that you're talking about confidence and the mental side for both of you guys? It's definitely a combo. I mean, like, I've got some shots out there where, you know, I'll stand up to it. And and, and like we were working on yesterday or a couple of days ago, like, I, I, can, I can't hit this shot right now by myself with no one watching. Like, so it's like you got to have the, the fundamentals and, and, and you got to have all the shots and then, and then the mental is, is what kind of hops in. And here's the thing. The mental has to be there. There has to be that internal belief that even though I may not have done it today, I will either get it or I have it. I just didn't pull it off. Mm-hmm. It's not that, oh, my gosh, I'll never be able to do this thing or else you'll get run over. Right. It's, and that's kind of what's you know, kept me going is, is I just know somewhere deep down it's like I can't do it right now. I don't feel it right now. But. I'm going to figure it out. And that's kind of how you, how you have to think, no matter how kind of negative you might be one day. Or, God, this was the worst. But, like, deep down somewhere there's, like, I'm going to figure it out at some point. AJ and Jay, if you guys can hold on for just a moment, love this conversation. Want to tell our listeners about Henson Shaving. Now, you talk about the pains of using a cheap razor. It's going to give you nicks, cuts, irritation. Also, the annoyance of subscription razors. Don't have to worry about that. With Henson Shaving, you got to meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving, family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS, International Space Station. And now they're into razor blades. Remember, they're like diving boards. The longer the board, the more wobble. The more wobble, the more nicks, cuts, and scrapes. It gets better with Henson Shaving. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. No plastic, no subscriptions. It's at Henson Shaving. The Henson Razor works with standard dual-edge blades to give you that old-school shave with the benefits of new-school tech. Once you own a Henson Razor, it's only about 3 to $5 per year to replace the blades. It is the best. So, Say no to subscriptions, yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. Hensonshaving.com slash BTF for Beyond the Fairways. Pick the razor for you. Use the code BTF. You'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. Again, 100 free blades when you head to hensonshaving.com slash BTF. Use that code BTF for Beyond the Fairways. AJ, sometimes it gets so bad that it's laughable. You're like, I don't even know what happened. And I, my hands were not my own, and this game was not my own. And, you you know, you you lay a couple 76s or 77s on them where the rest of the field's going 7, 8, 10 under, and you're like, they just beat me in 36 right. holes by 20 shots. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, those laughers are easier to take than those ones where you miss a four-footer or you, th- oh, you don't get up and 100%. down on the last hole yeah. and you miss the cut and now you have, a, you know, another five days until you get to play again. Mm, that, that, that really is a, it's a tough feeling because you're at the, at, in a city you don't know and, and we kind of play in, like, they want to get us in smaller market areas. So, like, you're not in a big city. You don't really know anybody, and you know if you miss the cut, you're just 
you don't know what you're going to do for the next three, four days. Now, that's pressure because uh, you is. played at the University of Florida, mm-hmm. which is pressure. It's one of the top programs in the country. you got great players there. But then you're, you're playing on the corn ferry, and you're trying to make a living. So mm-hmm. what's the difference when you're lining up that five-footer in college as opposed to the five-footer where a check is on the line? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have too many meaningful five-footers in college. But, um, <laughs> when yeah, when the check's on the line or when you know that, you know, this putt, could lead you to the weekend, which one round could change your career. Yep. And it's like every week, you know that one week and, and really one round, if you're in position and you just have a crazy, you know, final round, that can change your life. It's amazing. And so that, that's kind of like, you're not consciously thinking about it, but like somewhere deep down, your body knows like this, this could be it. This could, this could always be the one. How about the courses that you're playing? And you mentioned you're going to smaller markets. Mm-hmm. Are the courses beat up? Are they pretty good? They keep them in good shape. What's it like on the corn ferry? Oh no, the corn ferry does a very, very good job with it. Um, I, I've, I really haven't, there haven't been too many courses where I, I didn't like them. Uh, we, we kind of start off the year in the Bahamas and not in, not, it's in remote places in the Bahamas and those, you know, you can get some crazy weather. That's and, and a little dicey, the wind. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's ironically where I played my best. Um, but yeah, it's, it, they do a really good job of getting the courses in good shape. Sometimes it's just, they're in too good of shape to where everyone's making putts and the winning score this week or this tournament last year was like 28 under. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And one of the things under that's crazy. I mean, you just gotta, the minute you get your car, your clubs out of your car, you got to start making birdies. Holy cow. You got a birdie breakfast. You got a birdie, the locker room, you got a birdie, everything. One of the things that is so great about the corn Ferry that used to be the buy.com that used to be the Nike tour, the Hogan, all of those names is that their PGA, all the events are PGA Tour co-sanctioned. So they have a, a an entire staff whom in your second year, I'm sure you probably start knowing yep. some of mm-hmm. these tour officials. They're really well-run tour events. You'll still find probably the, an odd course here and there that's not quite up to standards. But for the most part, the money has gotten decent and the golf courses are good. Mm-hmm. And which is their goal, the, the best players typically come, come out at the end of the year and they've got the right guys, the best players going to the PGA Tour the next year. You have a sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, but also I, I want to know just how do you make it financially? How do you, how do you make this thing happen? I mean, yeah, sponsors, you know, friends, family, anyone that can kind of help get you there because it, it's it's expensive. You know, you've got to pay for a caddy every single week, travel. Sometimes you get you get lucky, you get host families that'll take you in for for a week on. Uh, at, I'm staying one this week on the course. And, but yeah, it's a grind and, and, you know, you got many tour events that you can play in the off season, try to, try to make some money, but the purses have gone up this year and, and it's, it, it's pretty good. But if you're playing well, you, you are making a, a good, a good living on the corn ferry tour. You're a young man. So family life, dating, marriage, those kind of things. How hard is that on the, on it, the side to have a social life? Yeah, it's, uh, this year has been, been pretty crazy for me. I, my sister got married, uh, in April and then. I think I'm about 10 days away now from getting married uh, right here in St. Louis. You sure you want to do that? Because Jay and I will talk to you about, no, congratulations. <laughs> That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I may, if, if I win or something, I may just drive home and, and never come back. <laughs> How's your fiance with that? I mean, is she, she traveling with you? What's it like? She, this year, I mean, with, with planning her own wedding and, and she's got. Yeah, it's like not seven, your wedding. Yeah, no, I know. And she's got about <laughs> seven, eight weddings that she has to go to of her friends. So she hasn't been able to come out as much as I, I would have liked. 
and she would have liked as well. But she she was an athlete, and she she knows how hard it is, and and she's very supportive. And his, really fia- his fiance Helen got a volleyball scholarship to LSU. She played on the uh, uh, national team, I think. And she we got was, LSU and Florida together. Yeah, SEC. I know. Yeah, right after the. Uh, they just kicked our butts in baseball. Last yeah, night. I yeah, saw that. that was yeah. a toughie. Mm-hmm. That's got to be tough, though. SEC family split. That's uh, not easy. No, it's not. Especially you know, football basketball season. And football. The Gators right. have been on the down low yeah, recently. Right. So you've been taking it I've, on the chin. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, there's a rebound coming. <laughs> so, so, do you have a, a guy that you idolize? And did you idolize growing up? And is there secondarily? Is there somebody now that you kind of pattern your game after? There, there really isn't. Um, I mean, I there's so many guys, and you see people do it so many different ways and so many different paths that I just, you know, I want to, I want to make make a name for myself. I want to be the first AJ Crouch. You know, I, I don't see a guy, and I'm like, man, I really want to copy what he's doing. You kind of take bits and pieces from everybody, everybody's game, you know, how they act and stuff like that, and kind of build your own version. Sure. To that point, AJ, who's the best player? that you played with out there, or, or is there a player that caught your eye? And, and and oftentimes maybe it didn't, but I I can remember when I first went to college at UCLA, my very first tournament I played with Bobby Clampett, and I was asked this question the other day, who is the best, what was the best golf you'd ever seen that most intimidating? And for me, it was Bobby Clampett. I was 18, he was 21 or 22, and I shot 75, he shot 65, he had three three putts, he won the tournament by a bunch, and I was like, I don't know if I could ever do that, mm-hmm. you know, at that at that time. And then I played on tour, and I played with Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Tiger, these guys, and I'm like, Damn, I mean, Tiger, I literally can't do some of the things that Tiger could do distance-wise. But the others, I had never seen that before. Yeah, I mean, if, if I had a list, I, I could name, you know, so many guys that I'm just like, wow, I wish I could do this like him. I wish I could do this like him. I mean, And then there's the guys that, like, tight, like I'm like, yeah, that I'm never going to be able to do that. I don't even want to pay attention to it because it's just going to make me feel bad. <laughs> so, right. so, but, like, I saw Davis Thompson, who's a rookie on tour this year, I mean, I was debating between, uh, it was like 185, it was like a seven or six iron into the wind, and I saw him take a nine iron out of his bag. Wow. I, I thought he had mistakenly, like, grabbed that instead of the six iron, like, upside down. And he just laced this thing to, like, 10 feet, and I was like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna hit the seven iron. Yeah, <laughs> right, I'm not going to go three clubs <laughs> yeah, less than him. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, for fans that don't know, how it works for you guys in terms of getting to the next event, making cuts, uh, exemptions for certain events. How does that all work on the Corn Ferry Tour? You know, luckily, I, I really haven't, like, there's conditional status and, and then full status, and, and I've been fortunate enough to where I, I got on the Corn Ferry Tour through Q School, and I came in sixth in my first event. And so, so you get conditional status, but then I came in sixth, and they're like, yeah, you're good for the year. And I was like, oh, oh that's weight lifted off my shoulders. And then I kind of snuck in at, the top 75 retain their card and can play in any, uh, every single Corn Ferry event next season. So I think I came in 72nd last year. So then I, I was guaranteed to uh, play in all the tournaments this Good year. Good for you. So what they do, Danny, is early with with AJ's category, they go by money earned. And and, they, and then you get a ranking system. And by, because he finished sixth early on, it's the most perfect scenario because mm-hmm. that amount of money is going to get him through every single event for the rest of the year. You know, the, the guy that will really struggle is a guy that's in your, your place, doesn't make a cut for the first month and a half because he's not 
maybe he's not a quick starter, doesn't like the beginning parts of the year, or whatever. He may not get into an event until June. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and then I had, so I had a buddy who didn't play too well at the final stage of Q school, but then he, he Monday qualified into the, like the third or fourth event and made the cut and, and didn't play great on the weekend, but came in like 50th. And, and then he was kind of good to go for like the next like eight tournaments and, you know, kind of stacked that up and then played the rest of the year. How about the PGA tour in terms of graduating to the PGA tour and, and tell our fans how that works for a guy like yourself? So it, it just changed this year, but so last year there was 25 tour cards at the end of the regular season. And then they have the, they had the corn Ferry playoffs, which another 25 cards um, were, were an opportunity. And so I being in the top 75, I got in those playoffs, but then I was competing against the bottom half of the PGA tour, who is also trying to get their cards back. So there were, you know, probably 40 people who, who got their tour cards this year. There's 30, 30 tour cards wow. available and no playoffs. So it's just the top 156 players uh, get in the first finals event. It's just like elevated points. And then 30 people make it at the end of the year. Maybe a dumb question, but uh, y- you know, you see these top guys on the PGA tour and their swing coaches are with them. You know, they travel with them. With guys that are on the Corn Ferry Tour, though, are you sending video to coaches? How, how are you doing that to get corrected on certain aspects of your game? Yeah, pretty much. There's there's not as many coaches that you see, not like the entourages you see in the practice rounds at the Players' Championship. Yeah, right. There's not too much of that out there. You, you'll have coaches pop in. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of just videos, you know, and us kind of figuring, or at least me, kind of just trying to figure it out on my own, F- finding Jay and after missing a cut. Pretty good teacher, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not bad at all. AJ, one of the things that Danny and I were talking about is this NIL stuff, and I know you're well removed from college, but has anybody uh, come out on, on tour with, you know, to think that you could start making money in college just blows my gaskets, man. I, I, I love the idea of it, but... You know, I'm a dinosaur. That happened. You know, that's way gone. But you weren't getting paid under the table, Jay. What's that like? Nah, I think that's some right. of the basketball players might have been. The golf team didn't register no, out there. I'm bummed out. I should have asked him this question. But I, today, I played nine holes with um, Fred Biondi, who just won the national championship for Florida. And and I did. I didn't ask him if he got any nil money. But the PGA Tour U, which they just created, is is a way to get college players straight out to the Corn Ferry and PGA Tour, which is uh, it's. It, we look at it and we're like, dang, I wish you know that was available when we were in school. But it is a good program and gets the best players out there even quicker. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Fred did not start at Florida and was kind of buried on the West Coast and then got a chance with the Gators. Is that correct? I'm not entirely sure. We but, did. We just looked that up, Danny. I think, I think, that, yeah, I think yeah, that's well, right. Because him winning the national championship wasn't a – uh, a cinch either you know and we were he kind of burst on the scene his, his junior year maybe yeah. and I, mm-hmm. i'm not sure where he's from but i know he's got local ties in st louis where our show is i think and then wound up winning the national championship yeah. at florida yeah no i yeah, I, I did not know all that but I, I think he's from brazil exactly and, and then, then moved here mm-hmm, and moved then here. college was on the west coast was kind of buried on a team might have been arizona state or something like that one of the top programs yeah. and then went to florida yeah Wow, that's cool, yeah. AJ, um, one of the things that when I was growing up, again, a long, long time ago, but there there were basically golf schools, Mm -hmm. you know, the Houstons, UCLA, uh, Wake Forest, stuff like that. That's gone. You can can go to Alabama. You could go to Oregon. You could go to, you know, anywhere. And and we see guys playing on the PGA Tour. It's amazing how that's happened. And 
you're right. And I think that's got to be due to just like kind of social media, technology, YouTube, like just people being able to figure it out on their own, you know, yeah. like, like the, like before someone like me who, who was a good athlete, but I didn't know what the heck was going on. Whereas if I had all that information and track man and figuring that stuff out, like I, I feel like I could have taught myself a little better um, in the past. Why did you gravitate towards golf? You were a good athlete in other sports and mm -hmm. a follow up to that. Don't you think it's good that you played other sports growing up? I, I really do. I think it really helps you just be a competitor. You know, you just you just learn how to win, learn how to fight, and that's really, really probably the only reason I'm playing on the Corn Ferry Tour right now. Sure. Because I, I see myself against other players, and I'm just like, man, my game is not as good as theirs yet, but I, I can I can get the ball in the hole any, any way I can. And listen to what he said, which is so interesting, cause when he said you learn how to fight. Yeah. Because this game's going to punch you in the nose, but every game punches you in the nose, whether whether it's literally, and you might catch an elbow in basketball or, or get smashed in football, but it's how do you respond? Everybody gets knocked down. The guys that win are the people that refuse to stay down. It's it, Everybody gets hit. Yeah, I mean, you see it. I, I played with a dude, Trevor Cohn, last year, and, and he was, you know, looked down in the dumps, and, and his girlfriend was with Helen, and, and, and she was saying, you know, I don't know how much longer he can do it. And boom, two weeks later, win, and he's on the PGA Tour. That's, you never know what's going to happen. It's my final question for you because – how much time internally, or do you even think about this, or you talk to your fiance and you say, I'm giving it this much this much time, this many years, and it either is going to happen or it's not, and I'm going to look at some different direction in life, or do you even let that creep into your mind? Yeah, I don't know if you should or not. I've definitely let it creep, creep in my mind. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of had this plan, like, all right, by the time I'm, you know, 27, I wanted to be playing on – the Latin American or Canadian tour it might've been 26 and then kind of COVID happened. So I gave myself a couple more years to, to get to the corn Ferry tour. And then I was like, I'm, I'm trying to decide right now if I even want to look at the age to, to where I would be like, all right, it's, it's time to give it up. But I, I don't think I can. AJ, first of all, don't exactly. not yet. Do and not. second of all, we were just talking and we had this Ryan French on who's this Monday, uh, Monday qualifier yeah. info. Uh -huh. He's the coolest guy. He 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 tells these diamonds in the rough. Amazing man. stories him. about guys that are either trying to get on Corn Ferry or trying to get on the PJ Tour. And he said the it's almost an average of six years. Almost it takes almost it's five point six. I think he said years yeah. per on the average for people to get onto the PGA Tour. Yeah, and you haven't been playing professional golf for very long at all. I yeah, I turned pro. I think like early 2019. I mean, I like I graduated college and basically turned 24 right after, and and I couldn't I couldn't hit a golf ball, so I waited I waited a little bit to turn pro. But yeah, it's that doesn't surprise me, and I've I've read a bunch of his stuff. He's he he's pretty good. It's it's really really good stories, and uh, yeah, everyone kind of appreciates what he does. Yeah, the fact that he's shining light, taking the energy mm -hmm. to do that, he's caddying for Christina uh, Kim this next week or so on the LPGA tour, and he's just out there, you know shine a light on anything that has to do with golf. I did, you know, we're, we're golf nerds. We're just nerds period, but we love <laughs> golf too. And, it, and it's awesome to, to see that sort of stuff. So last thing I want to ask you, so you're, you're playing in at Springfield. We're going to watch you. Tell us something a little bit about the course and, and what you're thinking and feeling this week. What do you think about the course? What do you think about your game? So last year, like I played pretty well. I, I, uh, 
and I really didn't hit it that well. It was one of the weeks where it was, I was like, man, I'm not hitting it good, but I'm finally scoring good. And this is fun. And then the last day I, I hit it really well, hit like 18 greens, shot two under and got absolutely lapped, came in like 40th place. And the winner was 27, 28 under, but getting out there this week, it hadn't, it hasn't really rained out there in like a month. So the course is firm. It's, it's firmer. They're, they're throwing a lot of water on it right now, but we're going to expect it to get firm and fast. And I, that's, I like those conditions. It's going to be a fun test. Probably gonna see a lot of two irons hit out there and uh, it's, it's going to play at least more difficult than it did last year. Well, this has been fun too. And we can't thank you enough for coming in studio and doing this. We wish you the best of luck and don't forget about us when you're on the PGA tour. Okay. We're, we're going to be calling you better yeah. not change your number. Don't or forget about stuff, us. Man. Not at all. I will come right back here with the trophy. If it happens. This oh week. yeah. We'll, we'll bring all the beverages you need. We'll figure all that other stuff out. It's awesome. awesome. Thanks yeah. AJ. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Darty business solutions. Our title sponsor is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. It's the breakdown. There it is. A win for the ages. It is better than most. The return to glory on Beyond the Fairways. Man, that was a lot of fun talking to A.J. Crouch, who I'm going to keep a, a special eye on him just to see how he's doing in the Corn Ferry Tour, and a lot of fun to have him in studio, too. It really is. It's it's neat to just, you know, off-air, get to ask him a few questions and and and, and ask him how life is. On, so, you know, Danny, it can be extremely lonely. Oh, you I can't up imagine. spending a lot of time. You know, you miss a cut. Like he talked about last week, shoots five under the first round, then they get a rain delay, he's got to go out, he makes a bad swing, hits a, hits a ball out of bounds, and before he knows it, you know, he misses a cut by one. How about the fact that he's ready to get married and how life is going to change as we know – being married, guys, well, you a couple of times, me one time. <laughs> Sorry, Jay. But being, That's the truth, man. <laughs> being, Bring it out. It's all good. Being married, guys, is just one thing in any normal walk of life, but then to try to do it competing on a tour, ooh, that's got to be tough. Yeah, it is tough. And I think I think the best, the better players, for the most part, had more stability and more support than, than some of the others. And when I look at some of the, the best play, you look at Jack Nicholas and then, you know, Barbara Nicholas, who, who we're going to get on our show here, hopefully very soon. And you, you look at some of these other guys, Curtis strange has been on the show and his wife, Sarah's just a, a huge, strong supporter, Andy North and his wife, Susan, you know, the, the, there's a lot of that Danny, that when you go home, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, but these women have a, 
have a really strong understanding on how to support their man. Interesting that he talked about, too, the courses and how they're set up. Good places to play. You're not playing dumps. And as you mentioned, PGA Tour has a hand in this, but they're playing really nice places. Maybe remote, but they're playing good places. No, absolutely. And as he was saying, you know, we're trying to hit some of the smaller markets, which is absolutely great for our brand, yeah. right? I mean, you go go to Wichita, go to Springfield, Illinois. In a couple of weeks, they're going to be down in Springfield, Missouri. And, you know, Danny, these places... They rock. Yeah. You know, the, the people come out, uh, they raise money each year for the local uh, charities, and they also get to see great young players come out and play their own golf course. It's a lot of fun, and um, it's all part of the PGA Tour machine. You know, the, we've talked a lot about live and this PIF crap and all of this junk, but the, the this part is an integral feeder to the PGA Tour, and it's a great place to learn how to play golf. So our thanks to A.J. Crouch for stopping in in studio. Tips of the week coming up, Beyond the Fairways, presented by Doherty Business Solutions. Have you ever wanted tips from a PGA pro? It's the tips segment on Beyond the Fairways with PGA professional Jay Delsing and four-time Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Dan McLaughlin. Beyond the Fairways rolls on. It's our tip segment, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Okay, Jay, you were mentioning earlier in our show that you worked with A.J. Crouch, and in particular, you're talking about the short game. Let's uh, talk about the average golfer that's out there, some of the drills to work on with a short game, and then what are the deficiencies that you see pop up the most? Okay, so every short shot is not created equal, Danny. And one of the things that we've got to differentiate is when we're in the short part of the fairway compared to even two or three inches of rough. Okay. Here's where it gets weird. When there is grass around your ball, your club is not going to get a good grip on that ball because of the grass. And so you're, the chances of you controlling that with a lower shot, go way down. And so what do we do? We need a higher, softer shot because we want to take some of the steam off of that ball, right? So what we need to do when we get in the rough is we need to add angle. We need to lift a little bit on our backstroke, and we need to drop the head of the wedge down right behind the ball, eliminating much of that grass that's around it. We don't want five inches behind the ball. We want to get in there two inches or so, and then we want to use the bounce and let the wedge just bottom out behind the ball and go right on through, Danny. No stopping at the ball, no hitting at the ball, no trying to help the ball up and that ball will pop up in the air and land softly and roll out. I see this all the time, Danny. There's a there's a um, a, a golfer that's in the rough, man or woman. He's he or she's not very far from the flagstick, and they're trying to. You can see that they're they've got their hands way forward. They're trying to figure out how do I hit this thing? Yeah. How do I prevent this thing from screaming all the way back across the green? And they usually dump it right in front of them. And then the next one screams all the way across the green. Your hands need to be in a neutral position, meaning not way ahead of the ball, just right on the ball on the back, 
backstroke again. We lift the head of the wedge up. We drop it straight on the back of the ball, finish through. We support it with a tiny little bit of turn in our hips, a little bit of hip turn, and that ball will pop up in the air, come down soft, and not run across the green. And when you hit it harder, Danny, doing this way, it usually just goes higher. You did this the other oh, day yeah. and hit a couple of shots, and I was like, man, you look like Philly Mick over there hitting that lob shot. Not quite, but this is the drill that you taught me. We dropped a bunch of balls. And you talked about where I'm going to position it in my stance, how high it needs to be, sometimes a low shot with spin. So some of the, the drills that you worked on, what would you tell an average golfer for that short game? Right, so that's, so that's a great point, and that's where I was going next. For that high, soft shot, whenever you want a high, soft shot, that ball always goes up in your stance, forward of center, okay? And you do not want your hands forward with it. You want your hands back or neutral, Okay, and then you hit that. Now, if you're in the rough, if you're not in the rough, you can hit a wide variety of shots. I would recommend the ball further back in your stance, about the middle to maybe slightly back of center, the hands slightly forward, and then we don't need that angle. We just need to make a nice, smooth takeaway, drop the head of the wedge on that club, support it with a little bit of hip turn going through, and finish Danny. One of the things we talked about that I think really helped you was not let the face of the club yes. turn over and face the ground. The face of that wedge faces the sky the entire time as you come through. It really helps you soften the ball and control it. And you marveled at how much spin you were able to put Crazy. on it. Generally speaking, do you advise a 60, a 62, a 58, 56? What kind of wedge should we uh, be using with these shots? Generally, I would say 60. And, and if, if there's golfers out there, men and women, that have a favorite sort of wedge, maybe it's a 56, I don't care. If that's the one that you feel confident with, I want you to use that, okay? But when you're just off the edge of the green, pitching to a short pin, you need as much loft as you can have on there. So if you have a 64-degree wedge and you're feeling fairly competent with it, use that same technique. That ball will come out like a, it's got a parachute on it. A.J. Crouch was our guest, and he talked about the mental side of the game. And there's been so many innovations in terms of what PGA pros use. But we're going to talk about not only that, but also the average golfer out there and mentally trying to help yourself, visualization maybe. So we'll get into Jay's thoughts on that. This is Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. The world of golf is ever-evolving. It's time for equipment and innovations in golf on Beyond the Fairways. Found it fascinating. Welcome back. This is Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. But fascinating about the mental side of maybe is that the difference of a corn fairy player getting to the PGA Tour? And I'm sure many times, Jay Bird, it probably is. Oh, I, it is, Danny. I mean, sometimes it's sometimes you need to elevate your thinking to elevate your game, right? And Wyndham Clark, you know, comes to mind, his 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 late mother t- saying to him, Wyndham, play big, play bigger than yourself and be that, you know, internally, be that cocky golfer. And, you know, the, the, I, I loved watching what he did. And Danny, him getting that ball up and down on 17 after a terrible iron shot from the dead center of the fairway and hit him hitting that ball to a foot won him the national open yeah our national open and you don't do that 
unless you're trying to play big. You don't slop that thing around there and get lucky and have that thing. You just don't. The golf course is too hard and too penal. How about the PGA Tour? Is there a guy that's kind of the guru guru of mental side of sports that pertains to golf. Absolutely. His name's Dr. Bob Rattel, a dear friend of mine. I think I set modern psychology back about three or four years with one of the <laughs> one of the chapters in his book is on me. And Doc Rattel is a phenomenal guy. We'll have to get him on the show. So fun to talk about. He keeps this thing extremely simple, but talks about relaxation, visualization, trusting yourself, and, and just being true to the athlete that you are. Because, Danny, this is – when I watch your son play, he turns golf – and AJ is the same way. They turn golf into a contact sport. They hit this ball. They turn their body so fast. They move so efficiently. It's wonderful to watch. And um, But it's a sport. It's, this is not about, oh, I'm a really bright guy, so I'm going to be able to play golf. No, it's just I'm a baller. Yeah. I'm a baller. I You could tell A.J. sat next to us in here, and he reminds me of your son. He could play. He looks like he could play middle infield for any soccer team if they want to have a pickup game. If they were going to have a softball or baseball game, you'd stick him over at shortstop yep. or in center field. And, you know, Athlete. because we want them where the ball is. That's you right. know what I mean? Point guard, you guys go ahead and bring us up, and you go ahead and harass the other, you know, number one guard because you guys look like you could run all day. Visualization, something that even the average golfer can use. No doubt. I mean, Danny, we talked about this uh, so often, but when you look back and when I look back and watch Tiger Woods' career, the thing that was glaring to me is that his self-belief was so strong and his visualization was so evident that he had seen himself do this already. Now he was just kind of basically verifying that it did happen. I mean, you know, Danny, and, and, and to, to, to a point, you could probably pick 20 tournaments where he did this, where he's struggling and he's hitting this ball left and this ball right and can't figure it out and making these great par saves and things like that, and then go to 18. And pipe it right down the middle. Yeah. Put it on the green. Two putt. Win the tournament. Or to Arnold Palmer's, to Mr. Palmer's, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, where how many putts did we see him hole on the 18th at at, uh, at Bay Hill to, to break somebody else's heart and win the championship? And, and you know, he just was like, yeah, I've been here before. I've done this before. I'm going to do it again. Who's going to break hearts this week at the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit? We're going to talk about our picks of the week. That's next. This is Beyond the Fairways, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Darty Business Solutions, our title sponsor, is a leader in our community in so many areas. Do they have over 2,500 teammates in over 30 states and three countries? Yes, they do. Are they the largest IT consultant firm in our area? Yes, they are. Are they the largest software developer in the region? Yes, they are. But here are a few more important things to know about Darty Business Solutions. They were the presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. This is a community game changer. First of all, it builds diversity in the IT workforce. Hundreds of mostly African-American women are getting fifty dollars to $60,000 a year jobs right out of high school. That's right, right out of high school. 
Ron Darty, company founder, chaired the 2023 Heartball, which supported the local American Heart Association chapters and raised over $600,000 in one evening. These are just a few examples of the many things that Darty Business Solutions do for our community. Darty Business Solutions. Where do we find the best golfers in the world this week? It's time for the Picks segment on Beyond the Fairways. Beyond the Fairways presented by Darty Business Solutions. Jay Delsing, Dan McLaughlin, go back and listen to our previous podcast, Andy North, Curtis Strange, David Faraday, Tom Watson, Gary McCord, the list goes on and on. We've had some great guests. And again, we appreciate A.J. Crouch for stopping in studio. The Rocket Mortgage Classic Detroit Golf Club in Detroit, Michigan. Let's go with our picks of the week. I'll start with it. My favorite to win is Colin Morikawa. He had a top 10 at the Masters, top 14 at the U.S. Open, and a great ball striker. I, I just like him this weekend. I like it, Danny. I, he's one of my favorite kids to watch. He is an unbelievable iron player, and you're going to see some striped irons and low scores. Uh, it's uh, Detroit. Is it Country Club of Detroit? Country Club of Detroit. Country Club of Detroit is a birdie fest, and you're going to see a lot of birdies. It's uh, awesome to see the PGA Tour come to the Midwest, and uh, the weather's going to be warm. The ball's going to be popping. I'm going with the defending champ, Tony Finau. First of all, I love this kid. You do love I, Tony I, just, I love, <laughs> him. love him. He is such a chill guy. I love how much he's his family is involved in, in everything that he's doing. Little I mean, guy can play, too. I know. The, what was it, Denny? He won what, what the tournament that he won. The oh, little God. guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he walked out, and then and then Tony went and caddied for his son. And he, <laughs> I mean, and it's, you know, he's he's out there herding cats. He's got another son swinging, and yeah. ball, balls are flying, and Tony's got two bags on his shoulders. And <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. And, and, um, and, and uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun. And Danny, we've been on fire this year with our picks. Been very good. I'm going to go with my dark horse. I'll go uh, Cameron Young. Uh, beaten by five strokes last year by Tony Finau, who, as you mentioned, won this event, the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So I'm going Cameron Young. I like it. I'm sticking with the Camerons as well. I'm going with Cameron Champ. I, I He hasn't been uh, on, on particularly good form. He's got great history at this event. He's um, uh, always really fun to watch. I love his quiet power. He he looks in and it looks like he's putting a two effort-wise into the ball and, and gets a 10 out of it all the time. It's really fun to watch. As we wrap up the show, I'm a fan of A.J. Crouch now. I, I am fan, I want to see him win. I, I, I know, and I, I hope he wins, and I hope it's this week, and uh, we'll get him back on and, and talk about that experience. Let's get him back on when he's on the PGA Tour, too. Absolutely. That would That's, be awesome. As long as he doesn't change his number on us. And we'll, <laughs> he we'll might remember. do that. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to talk to us then either. Jay, great job. Thanks for doing this. Pleasure, Danny. Great to be with you. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And again, we're presented by Doherty Business Solutions.